bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. By the way, last night we mentioned the D.C. Madam cases uh, as though we were going to talk about it, and we didn't get to it. Uh, There's not too much to say about it besides the fact that she's been found guilty. Uh, According to ABC News, federal jury found the so-called D.C. Madam guilty on Tuesday on four felony charges stemming from her Washington-area prostitution business. Jurors deliberated for less than a day before reaching their verdict. Uh, After listening to four days of sad testimony from more than a dozen former prostitutes and three clients, Deborah Jean Palfrey had maintained that she'd run a sexual fantasy services outcall escort firm which prohibited illegal activity by the women who worked for it. She said she was unaware of sex between her clients and the women who worked for her. Palfrey did not testify, nor did the handful of high-profile figures whose phone numbers appeared in her business's telephone records. Uh, They operated without interruption by law enforcement from 1993 to 2006 and reportedly employed more than 130 women and brought in roughly $2 million in revenue. The jury convicted Palfrey of racketeering, money laundering, and two counts of using the mail for illegal purposes. I always love that uh, silly uh, charge there, using the mail. <laughs> As though it's, you know, it's just so important. If, if she would have sent whatever it was that uh, she had sent UPS. through UPS or FedEx, She'd be it wouldn't be right. any big deal. Right. But you've used the sacred <laughs> postal service. Um, you know, c- clearly, I, I, I don't... It, it seems so strange. I mean, what what is it about, uh, you know, I can have a, a service where a woman can uh, dress up and, you know, I can send out women to dress up in uh, latex and a bullwhip, and uh, they can uh, provide... Fantasy service, you know, yeah. Fantasies of a sexual nature to men, um, as long as they don't touch them in any bad spots, mm. any of the naughty bits. Well, they could touch, they just can't get paid to touch. Yeah. Right? So... So what if you pay them for a sexual... If you pay them for a sexual, not not anything sexual, but if you pay them for a performance where they whip a bullwhip a few times uh-huh. and get dressed up, would that be all right? And if they gave you a, a BJ for free, would that be would that be legal? Uh, I think that uh, I, I think you're probably going to get charged for that, <laughs> and uh, likely a jury of your peers will be so befuddled and and confused that they will find you guilty. Yeah, um, but you know they, <laughs> it's just it's so silly. She can rub my back for money. She mm. can clean my house for money. She can do all kinds of things for money, but she can't do this one thing for money. Why? Yeah, I just it doesn't make sense to me. It's some sort of thing that goes back to the puritanical uh roots of this country and it's time that came to an end. It's time we allowed women and men and men and men and women and women to make their own decisions for themselves about how they want to have sex, with whom they would like to have sex, in what manner, if they want to pay for it or not, because it's it's legal to go out and spend a bunch of money on a woman uh, taking her out to a date and hoping that you'll get into bed with her later on. That's fully legal. But actually just coming right out and explicitly contracting for sex, for some reason there's something wrong. There's something wrong about that, and I've never understood it, and no one has ever explained it to me. I mean, there have been people that have taken an anti-prostitution uh, position that have called into this show. They never really explained why. Why is it wrong to contract for sex? It's bad. Why is it bad? Is it some Jesus thing? Is it go, does it go back to the Jesus? 1-800-259-9231. Maybe you can answer the question for me. 
Now, apparently, Tehran's police chief, in a related story from the Associated Press, who was in charge of fighting vice, has been arrested. The police chief has been arrested. The spokes, uh, one of the spokesmen for the uh, bu- bureaucracy said the case was under investigation, refused to elaborate further about the case, which has caught wide public attention in Iran. Local media have reported the police chief, General Reza Zaria, was taken to jail after he was caught last month with six nude women by a police raid on an underground local brothel. Mm. So, so he's in charge of uh, putting people in jail for vice. Yes. And he was at a brothel with six, with nude, six. Wo- six nude women. Not just one, one ass- prostitute, six. One would assume that uh, he probably paid them, and therefore it's vice. Officials speaking on a condition of anonymity have, uh, because they were not authorized to talk to the media, have also confirmed the reported arrest circumstances. Prostitution is illegal in Iran, and even talking about sex is frowned upon by hardline clerics ruling the country. Well, apparently you're just not allowed to talk in public if you're a hardline cleric. But if you go to the underground sex brothel, then it's a whole different okay. story. Zari was in charge of a program to clean the cities from corruption, and in recent months had reported... So he was undercover. What's the big deal? (laughs) He'd reported arrests of young men and women for illicit relationships or not respecting the Islamic dress code. State media in recent... Did they arrest people for dressing wrong? Apparently so, Mark. God, people are crazy. State media in... Well, now, wait a minute. We're now living in a country here where if you've got pants that are too baggy, you'll get arrested. It's true. So what's the difference? It's true. It's, It's really... A difference in a very small amount of degrees, if if even a difference in degrees. I mean, if one thing's illegal there, it's just another uh, piece of clothing uh, that's illegal here. It's just the clothing that's different. That's all. Iran's strict Islamic rules allow little socializing between the sexes, and young Iranians have been jailed and flogged for even dancing together at birthday parties. You've got a dancing-related story, too, Mark, I believe. Uh, for years, the hardline clergy has ruled... Iran, since the 1979 Islamic Revolution, painted a rosy picture of the Iranian society, never admitting to vices such as prostitution, which under Iranian law could be punishable by death. Now, what I wonder now, I don't know. I don't claim to know much about Iran, but I know that here in America, when a public official, whether he's elected or just a bureaucrat, when some government guy gets in trouble for soliciting a prostitute or, you know, messing with a kid or whatever it is that they they were doing, like the guy with the congressional pages, they very rarely actually get into any trouble for it. Normally, if it's embarrassing enough, they'll bow their heads and they'll say, I'm so sorry, this is a private matter, please let me have time with my family, and they'll, they'll resign from public office and they'll disappear from the limelight. But nothing ever really happens to them. Do you think it's the same way in Iran if this guy, you know, this uh, general, he's a general, the police chief of Tehran, if, if, he, if he was caught with these six prostitutes in an underground brothel, what will happen to him politically? It, it, it can't be good. Will he be brought up on charges? Will they execute? I mean, what sort of level of, of uh, permissiveness do government officials receive in a place like Iran? I like that flogging we had talked about before. A public flogging? Yeah, a good flogging ought to, ought to fix this as far as I'm concerned. It says here... And in, I'm not flogging him for uh, being with the six prostitutes. For that, I just feel sorry for flogging him. Flogging him for being a hypocrite. Right, yeah. I just feel sorry for him that he spent so much of his money and his family's money on this. And that his wife's probably so pent up that, uh, you know, he he can't get uh, you know, satiated at home but because in the, the society is so pent up. In the past decade, authorities have acknowledged that prostitution was a fact and is even spreading 
in Iran. Prostitutes are becoming more and more visible on the streets, mainly due to economic hardships. Just found it interesting. Yet another, uh, yet another example of government corruption, government hypocrisy, and we see this so often, especially in the war on drugs. Prostitution, it doesn't come up as much, but it's just because that's just more under the radar. It's easier for prostitutes to uh, to run under the radar. It's not like they're trafficking a substance around that a dog could sniff out or something like that. So. You you really would have to do a, a serious level of under uh, undercover work in order to discover most of the prostitutes in America, and it's just too much. It's just too much work for the police. Either that, or they're too well connected to the police. Many of these, uh, where we come from, Mark, there were these places that were very obviously uh, prostitution-related businesses. Yeah, they yeah, called the, themselves massage parlors, erotic yeah, massage, uh, lingerie modeling, lingerie modeling, and of course the old uh, standard of escort services. All of these things, pretty much anybody who's uh, who's paid attention knows they're covers for prostitution operation. Yeah. So so you have to ask yourself, well, if prostitution is illegal and the police are really serious as they claim to be about enforcing the law, our job's to enforce the law. If they're really serious about that, why don't they go after the existing legitimate, if you will, prostitution fronts? Is it because they're getting payments? Is it because they're buddy-buddy with the owners? What I did it? ask one guy who uh, owned and ran one of these things what the deal was. By the way, he went to the gym and worked out every day. He was a gorilla. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I tried, sort of asked him about pay- payoffs. He wouldn't say anything particularly. Mm-hmm. 800-259-9231. If you've got the insco- uh, inside scoop on that, share it with us or bring up whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. Anything, the toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, including live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version. Both are free for you, so enjoy them on us at freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th. And at Porkfest, you'll be able to meet hundreds of individuals who, just like you, cherish liberty and are living the goal of liberty in our lifetime. And... You'll be able to see firsthand why Ron Paul loves New Hampshire and its activists. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. I'm hearing uh, more and more about our listeners getting registered uh, for Porkfest. Going to be coming out there and camping out with a bunch of free staters and having a good time. It's it's really it's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to being there three times as long as we were last year, and it's going to be a good time. What I think is a shame is that the, the Free State Project is paying for a, a Free Talk Live remote. I mean, we're going to be out there. It's going to be paying a, you know, for it. They're, they're financing Porkfest, and we just get to go and have fun. <laughs> and all yeah, our but, listeners are going to be there. Yeah, but we comp on the remote, so it's not like they're paying us to come out there. No, no, they're not paying us to come out there. We, would, just, we it, just do it because we, we want to be there. That's why. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun, and, and, of course, they're a big sponsor of the show. Normally, it would cost you thousands to have Free Talk Live uh, come out. And Can you imagine what it would cost? to get Ian out of the house. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we go you to, your... to, pay to, to pay to transport the bubble and everything. I want you to tell me about this dancing controversy from Washington, D.C., Mark, here in a moment, but let's go on screen first. Big hamster wheel. Let's go to the amp line. Who is this? This is Jimmy from Louisville. Jimmy, what's on your mind? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Ian, but aren't you an atheist? Yeah. So sort of. Sort of. Okay. Um, the reason I ask is in regards to this um, 
animal rights stuff that's been going on the last couple of days on the show. You made the comment that I believe it was animals are here for our enjoyment and to yeah. eat. Uh, which I thought was a little strange too. It sounded like something out of Genesis, you know, that the we are here uh, that, that man has established uh, that God has established man's dominion over the animals. Well, as far exactly, as I'm concerned, Mark, that's why they're the here. The reason I say that is being an atheist and a vegan. The only other time I have ever heard that same comment it was from God-fearing Bible thumpers, let's say, in regards to me not eating meat, and on top of that, um, just the idea that. I was somehow wrong for not I, doing so. I'm sure that uh, some people would say that animals are here so they can go enjoy their lives in their forests and run around and be happy. I think they're here for our pleasure. I don't. I didn't suggest that anybody or anything put them here. I just think that's. Okay. I I enjoy animals both to eat and to uh, to keep as pets <laughs> and. Well, you know, they're one, here for my one pleasure. can state that cars are here to be driven because man created cars. And, you know, there's a seat there where you sit in and there's a steering wheel where, where it's put there. But unless you created animals I, or, or knew somebody who did, I don't think you can really designate what they are for. Um, you know, in, in a, in a for sort of, my life. In that's, a, why they're, that, that's what they are for <laughs> in my life, is to enrich well, my life. The, that's what the you reason I brought for. up the atheist issue yeah. is I, I would think in not believing in God, you would... Uh, Presumably, say, believe in some form of evolution? Oh, then, yeah, I think evolution's an interesting theory. I don't know if okay, I believe because, I don't know if I believe in it necessarily in the way that it's uh, promoted. I don't know very much about it. I'm not a science-y kind of guy. Right. You know? Well, the, the, the other reason I say that is because um, if there were any belief in a form of evolution, you, you couldn't really think a species would evolve to become the pleasure of another. Would you? Would that make much sense in? Uh, I suppose in a symbiotic relationship, uh, I mean, you know, like uh, uh, plants and lichens or whatever. I mean, like I, one of those I mean, little birds that nips the bugs off the big beast's back. One of those little birds. Yeah. yeah. The, it's the it's it's the bugs off the beast's back bird. Yeah, that bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this okay, seems well, like that, this that, seems that. like nitpicking to me, Jimmy. I mean, what? Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. This is this is absolutely a great point, though. I mean, it. it there was no suggestion as to. Uh, I never suggested that an entity placed animals here for our enjoyment. I just think that that's why they're here in my life. That's my. Per- well, that, that's it, but it's ludicrous. If we were uh, say in slave times um, and you own black people and um, you can't say that that's what they're put here for is to work your cotton fields. <laughs> Massa. Thank you, Mark. I mean, you're, you're out of your mind. You understand that he has blown apart that particular argument that you made. I wasn't making an argument. <laughs> yeah, I was talking what about doing. what animal, what the, what role animals play in my life. In my life, they are here for my pleasure. That means to eat and to pet okay. and to play with. Just let go of that. That's what animals argument. are here for. Let go okay. Anything else? <laughs> all right. Well, that's uh, that's all I had to say. Thanks, Thanks Jimmy. for the call. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's that's all, man. Well, well, so making, I mean, there was no suggestion there being made. Th- th- that's what you're using them for. I don't know what that's what they're for. For, I mean, for people eating like, them and petting them. For people that don't want to eat and pet animals, then animals are here to look at way over there, I guess. 1-800-259-9231. You know, um, I was talking to uh, somebody, it was yesterday, um, it was the midwife, she comes to the house to visit my, my wife, and she said she grew up in a house that didn't have dogs or cats, or her mom mm-hmm. didn't want dogs or cats, so they had no pets at all. We didn't have one until I was in sixth grade. 
sixth grade, that seems a little late to get a pet for for kids. But I grew up in a house where my mom showed dogs before I was born. Yeah. So we had dogs the whole time I was growing up. We had cats the whole time I was growing up. We always had animals in the house, and I mm-hmm. it. To me, I just don't. Even, I just don't understand. I, I, yeah, you can keep a much nicer house without cats in it. Um, you know, putting fur all over your uh, uh, couches and stuff. And and but, you know, t- to me, you can have sort of a clean life. Uh, you know, a, 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 an immaculate life, or you can have the joy of having animals around. And I just yeah. don't understand uh, why you would want this sterile, immaculate existence. Kitties uh, are pretty clean too. I mean, as far as dirty dirty animals go. They're I don't not, know what dirt is, but I know when Senor gets on things, there's black hair covering it. Yeah. All. So you can't really have sheets that are white. Um, you know, if he gets in the baby's <laughs> bed, you know, there's 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 uh you know black hair there, and then I, so I've got. He's a, been living in the baby's bed, hasn't he? I saw pictures where I'm, uh, I'm, we're kicking him out whenever we find him in there. But what are you gonna do? You know, tase him? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna put a shock collar on the big fat cat? Does he play with the hanging toys? Yeah, for oh, the baby yeah, too? It, he does. I've got a picture of him <laughs> swatting at the uh, the little bunny that hangs. He's both in the baby's bed and uh, like there's this this little chair thing that you can turn on and it vibrates. Well, I say more power to him. I mean, at least someone's enjoying the, the stuff. You paid yeah. probably through the nose for the baby no, stuff. All, right? the, all the stuff's for, pretty much everything's been Hand-me-downs? given to us. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that's the thing that's with the babies. Way to do it. it gets used a couple times and then yeah. they outgrow it and, and that's it. Yeah. And and the same probably the same thing happened with this baby chair that I'm talking about with the little hanging bunny that, that Senor enjoys so. Because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the baby doesn't think it's that great. Uh, you turn on the little buzzing thing, <laughs> he doesn't stop screaming. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's just it's not doing anything for the baby however the cat seems to really enjoy it so yeah not so much and he's already outgrown some of the infant clothes that wow. he's gotten we have three three sleepers uh, i think they call these little uh, mm-hmm. outfits that where you know comes with everything i wish i had an outfit like that where it comes with the, uh, the socks in it and uh, you know it's a shirt and pants attached and zips all the way down to your foot Awesome. Anyway, um, he's already outgrown a couple of these. Hmm. I, I can't imagine. That's it. pretty amazing. Yeah, he's already he's out of the newborn diapers. He's three weeks old. Out of the newborn diapers into the size one diapers. The probably the worst thing is uh, about raising a kid up north is that you have to buy extra clothes more so than you'd have to buy down south. They don't go outside that much. I That's mean, true. He doesn't get outside very often. Good. Point. And when he does, you just wrap him in things. Yeah, 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, an arrest was made, apparently, in Washington, D.C. for illegal dancing. We'll find out what that's about. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. show is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, including updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh you need to know about the program. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Latitude Zine is a free publication, collectively written, and uh, with content and artwork provided by its community of readers. Essentially, the readers are the staff. Latitude is based on principles of free will, individual liberty, and do-it-yourself fundamentals. Visit latitudezine.com to download the latest issue, or better yet, subscribe. That's latitudezine.com. 
We got a couple of these latitudes. I have not yet had the chance to uh, to read any of the the stories. I've read the, um, read a bit into one of them, and uh, they look cool. They man. look good, and I think that that's that's the most important thing when it comes to a magazine is uh, how it looks. It doesn't have this a, one's got a Molotov cocktail in the table of contents. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. That's what that looks it's like. Fun. It's uh, got cardstock as uh, as the cover. It's not exactly a, a shiny thing, but uh, I kind of like the idea of. Uh, Libertarian magazine coming out. Yeah, it looks it looks underground. It does. It has that, like v- that. very much the underground feel yeah. to it. Um, and you can check out. They have a banner at freetalklive.com. You can That's right. uh, check that out or go to latitudezine.com. All right. And so, uh, you know, good guy, Free State Project member who's uh, putting it out and or, you know spearheading it. Everybody else, everybody gets to contribute. Very cool. All right. So let's talk about DC, Mark. There apparently was some sort of a shindig scheduled and it wasn't really a protest. It was like a, just a a public dancing ex, uh, exhibition, right? Yeah, it's one of these flash things they do. Flash mob. Yeah, that that thing. Where they organize it online. With it's like a kids. little party, and then they they jump into they they just all arrive at this one location, whatever has been decided in advance. Mm-hmm. They arrive at the one location. They party hard for ten minutes, and they all go away. Right? Yeah, it looks like the U.S. Park Service flashed back on this one. Uh, last Saturday night, a group of about 20 D.C. area libertarians headed down to the Thomas Jefferson Memorial for some flash mob fun. The prank was harmless revelry. To ring in Jefferson's birthday, we would meet at the steps of the memorial at 11.55 p.m. wearing iPods, then dance for about 10 minutes, capture the whole thing on video, and leave. Harmless enough, right? Sure. I had planned to participate, but was about 10 minutes late. By the time I arrived, it was already over. The National Park Service police, Park Police broke the whole thing up just a few minutes in, punctuating their lack of sense of humor by arresting one of the dancers. Wow. A friend of mine and a regular at Reason Events. She's asking her name be kept private until she can speak with an attorney. She was cuffed, taken out to a paddy wagon, then booked and held at a uh, p- Park Police station. What were the charges? Illegal dancing? I, 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 they, they get into that a little further. Everyone I spoke with uh, says that there was no noise. There were no threats, and there right were no, because they're no all wearing broken. headphones, so there's no out, there's no music being blasted. Right. The woman who was arrested was stone sober, wasn't aggressive or threatening. The dancers weren't trespassing. The mm-hmm. memorial is open to the public 24 hours a day. Even if one were to uh, assume that it was a demonstration, a stretch anyway, p- permits are required only for 25 or more people. Okay. There were about 20 at the memorial. At the time, the police refused to answer any questions. Oh, go figure. You know, these, these, these you know, of course Why the cops they answer didn't answer questions? any questions. Sure. And of course, they, they, you know, it's open to the public 24 hours a day. Of course, they don't probably don't have any problem with the homeless people hanging out there. <laughs> yeah. But 20 kids come and dance to their iPods. We can't have this in America. This. Yeah. They probably didn't even know it was TJ's birthday either. Would, would you the bet The cops, that? you mean? Yeah. Doubtful. Yeah, seems unlikely to me. I wouldn't have known. Let's see. The cops refused to answer any questions, referring all calls to the communication number of the park's police. They also refused <laughs> to give their badge numbers. They wow. were real, real proud of their actions, apparently. After being held for five hours, the woman was booked and released. She was charged with interfering with an agency function. Talk about obscure. What is that? I don't agency know. Agency function? What agency function are we referring to? Uh, the, the park service, right? That was the agency? Yep. So their function is to well, I don't I have no idea I this can't even pull those, this one out of my butt. Th- th- this is just one of those catch-all 
yeah. charges. Yeah, yeah I, we you were disorderly and stuff. I was trying to walk from this point on the park to the other point, and there was these kids that were in the way. I was just trying to do my daily rounds, and these kids were dancing, so therefore one girl got directly in my path, making me have to turn away from my intended path. Therefore, that is interfering no, with no. my function. Here's what here's what she did wrong in the next sentence. Oh, okay. All right. Her crime was apparently to ask, Why? When the park police uh, told the group they had to disperse, I'd probably have asked the same thing if I hadn't been late. This all happened it's around a reasonable midnight. question. No one was bumping into tourists or obstructing anyone's way. The only conclusion one is left to draw is that it's apparently illegal to dance on the steps of the Jefferson Memorial. No, it's really what the problem is, is asking our, you know, our betters why it is they're doing something. Yeah, how dare we, you ask how dare you ask them to justify their actions? We the average little subjects of the uh the the, the papacy that is uh, the, the Washington DC are not allowed to ask the um executive branch, any member of the executive branch why it is they're doing something. They, they weren't even allowed to ask after the fact. They won't comment. I'm sure that you know they, they these people just don't feel the need to tell you what it is they're doing. They well, you're disturbed. You're, you're a subject, after all. That'd I mean, be absolutely we, true. We, we learned that earlier this week. Apparently, in you know, in internal documents and in an executive order signed uh, to confiscate gold back in the 30s, Americans were re- referred to as subjects of the U.S. government. So why should they answer your question, subject? Yep. Get in line, or you're going to jail. In this post-9/11 world, whimsy, um, whimsy frivolity, and any staying um, straying from the routine will not be tolerated. Also, never question a cop's authority. Of course, the real irony here is that it all happened at the Jefferson Memorial in observance of Jefferson's birthday. Go out to celebrate the birth of the most hardcore anti-authoritarian of the founding fathers. Get hauled off in handcuffs. The photos. What are you doing in D.C.? That's what I want to know. Well, get the hell out of there. They could very well be uh, going to George Mason University. Would yeah, be one of my be. guesses. The photo is almost poetry. One of history's most articulate uh, critics of. Oh, abuse. they got a picture of her being arrested. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her face is uh, blocked out, but yes. Um, it's at Reason.com if you want to go look for it. Gotcha. The most articulate critics of the abuse of state authority looks on as park police cops. Um, a, a park police cop uses his elbow to push a female arrestee into one of said critics' memorial pillars. Hmm. The dancers I spoke with say the uh, other officer pictured in the foreground of this photo was also rather rude, telling other dancers to shut the f up when they inquired about the friend's arrest. When wow. one person politely asked why it was necessary to use the F-word, the officer replied strangely that if the questioner used one more profanity, he would find himself arrested. So he can say, shut ah, the F up. But if you but say, if why you... are you saying uh, the <laughs> F-word, he's going to arrest you. Oh, man. You know, this just keeps getting worse. I mean, the double standards, the us versus them mentality, yep. the, the the absolutely absurd arrests that are the, totally unnecessary this isn't gonna and happen unjustifiable. To, this isn't going to happen to the respectables of, of American society because no. they don't know that it was Thomas Jefferson's birthday. They wouldn't care that the, uh, well, they wouldn't the be most anti-authoritarian anyway. of our founding fathers, you know, they wouldn't care about his birthday. They wouldn't go out and dance at his memorial and to bring in. Like, it's not like they were throwing it in the face of the cops or anything no. like that they danced yeah they were disorderly the cops didn't like it they asked a question why that's really that's the reason this girl got arrested you'd have to know it's it's because she said why you know what uh how different would this be if if uh something similar like this dancing expedition the uh, flash mob 
was attempted here in New Hampshire. Now, I don't know if, uh, I don't, again, dancing wasn't illegal. It was just getting in the way of the Park Service, I guess, that, that was their claim. Well, but not dispersing when they, she was told to disperse. Not right. asking why when they were told to disperse. I just wonder how different it would be here in New Hampshire. I, I think they, first of all, would have gotten away with it without any issue. They could have danced it wouldn't in front have been of an the, issue at all. They could have danced in front of the police station if they would have wanted to. And uh, the police would probably just have been amused here. Yeah, uh, they, they were amused at us when we went out and did cop watch over the weekend. They, they didn't sure they were. do anything negative towards us. They were friendly towards us. I mean, there was nothing to actually watch beyond them pulling some kids over for an expired tag or something yeah. like that. Uh, so uh, I, I just I don't understand. I mean, why do you want to be in D.C.? Okay, if you're there for college, great. If you're you know if you're a political hound, okay, well then that's where you belong. Uh, but. There's no liberty to be found in that place. It's the worst of the worst. It's the biggest government in the world. The, 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 the city of D.C. is run by the representatives. They don't even have so-called representation. More on the way here, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at the Free Talk Live store. Just go to store.freetalklive.com. And you'll find great Free Talk Live branded merchandise like Free Talk Live t-shirts, hats, hoodies. We've got a lighter bottle opener combo as well as DVD classic archive collector sets. Just head over to store.freetalklive.com and get your shopping done. 800-259-9231. Reporting um, moments ago on a story out of D.C. I don't know how much coverage this got. Probably not very much. Uh, Probably only Reason Magazine bothered to report on it. But what happened was... Uh, well, Radley Balco, so it's on, uh, it's on agita- the, the agitator. The agitator. Yeah. Uh, a group of young people, uh, libertarians, got together to do a flash mob, which is where people uh, will very quickly organize. I don't know how, how, in it, how long in advance this was organized. It's usually pretty quick. The, they use the series of tubes called the internets. Right, they'll text a message or they'll send an email or something like to that. To right? plan ahead for a very sh- party of very short duration, a high-intensity party of very short duration. They disperse quickly. It's, it's, it's almost like terrorist training. <laughs> I noticed you were affecting an accent there, Mark. Was that kind of your your status? I, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a, a George Bush explanation, yeah. you know, politician's explanation gotcha. of, of what a flash mob might be like. So they went uh, to the Jefferson Memorial, and they all had iPods or MP3 players, and they put their headphones in their ears, and they danced. They started dancing. It's very quiet. It must be very odd to, to come upon this and see it happening. Yep. And I guess that's the purpose. Is to and these sorts of people don't waltz. They don't foxtrot. They probably have this free-flowing dance Do they thing. boogie? Uh, I doubt it. Hmm. Well, anyway. No, they, none of these old-time dancing things that they w- the cops might recognize. They went there and they uh, you know, shook their butts or whatever it was they were doing, uh, dancing to their own music. Each of them were listening to different music in their headphones. No one else <laughs> who was on the outside could hear what was going on. I find that disturbing, too. And apparently the Park Service had a problem with it, so they immediately started ordering them out to disperse. And when asked why, they decided to make an arrest. They arrested one of the young ladies that was there, uh, took her to jail, held her for five hours, and then, I guess, let her out. Uh, is she still facing the charge at this point? 
Uh, or did they drop it? Well, um, for one, I've asked them to call in and, and talk to us about it. Okay. Um, but uh, at this point, she's been released, and uh, they're still collecting money for her defense. Hmm. I suspect when this, you know, whenever this comes up, she'll go to a courtroom and they'll say, yeah, get out of here. And that'll be about it. I don't know, man. This is D.C. we're talking about. Does that happen often in D.C.? It seems to me more likely that they're going to fine her. That, for uh, what? For interfering with the business of the... Saying why? they were. Yeah, please find me for that. I mean, it she's doesn't not gonna, seem. I can't abs- imagine she's going to stand for this. Your well, Honor, what's she going to do? Am I not allowed to ask this public servant why? Well, please give me a trial by a jury of my peers. If this fine is more than twenty dollars by the Constitution, they have to. I want a, a trial. I want you to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars getting a hundred dollar fine out of me, please. Well, I, I think while that might work in uh, other places, like maybe New Hampshire, standing on principle in that way, I don't think they're going to give a damn what she has to say in, in D.C. Maybe I'm just too too skeptical, but judging by what they've done here, it wouldn't surprise me if they just rammed her through the system, find her, and... I mean, they're collecting well, money to pay pay something, aren't they? What are they going to pay? The, what is that money being collected for? Uh, they're going to hire a lawyer? At this point, they're just collecting money because they need to know, you know, yeah, an attorney needs to be paid, but I suspect it won't, you know, it won't turn out to anything. Hmm. The lawyer's still going to want money. You can believe that. Just an awful story. Just exemplary of exactly the kind of country this has turned into. It is no longer anything that even comes close to representing a free country. In a so-called free country, you should be able to dance in public if you want to. Yep. That's especially all this was. Especially at one of, um, to ring in the birthday of one of the founding fathers at his memorial. You should be able to uh, you know, observe at the mor- memorial in whatever fashion you want. If, a if cop- you wanted to get on your knees and pray, if you wanted to, to dance around, whatever it is right. you, you wanted to do, that's why the memorial was built. If a cop barks Open in 24 or- hours a day. If a cop barks an order at you... It's not unreasonable to ask why, to ask for some justification, some reasoning as to what the the purpose of the order is, what the reason behind it was. That's not unreasonable at all, but apparently it is now. According to the government, it's disorderly, or in this case, interfering with the, uh, what was it, interfering with the job of a Park Service guy or something? Something dumb like that. Just some bureaucratic nonsense. I'll quote it for you just to make sure we've got it right. Um, so she was booked on the charge of interfering with an agency function. Interfering with an agency function. But that's, really her crime was worse. asking why. Yeah, that that's even worse than disorderly conduct. You kids will have to disperse. Why? Click, click. I'm surprised they didn't arrest more of them. <laughs> I guess they should consider themselves lucky. In yeah, to walk away with just getting cussed at. 1-800-259-9231. Oh, yeah, and then there's that issue. I wanted to comment on that. The idea that these police... Uh, can just be filthy with their demeanor and their mouths mm-hmm. towards you. They, they, we've seen video, lots of video footage where I've had to bleep it out, all the, the cops using filthy mouths with their so-called uh, employers, right? The concept is that taxpayers pay the salary of the police, and so therefore they're your servants, and they claim to serve and protect. But Anybody who's paying attention knows that's just not the case. They're not serving and protecting you. They're serving and protecting the state government, or in this case, the federal government. That's who they're serving and I protecting. I don't see how they're serving the federal government in this particular instance either, but, yeah, I mean, that's that, that's really what their, their function is. Their it, function isn't to protect me. And I don't think I would want my servants, if I had hired some servants, mouthing off to me in that way and disrespecting me. But it's just more evidence that, no, no, 
<laughs> Please don't be fooled anymore. These people are not your servants, and they never were. These guys are goons. They're just thugs. And you can tell by the way they act and the way they talk mm. and the way they behave. Especially, you can also tell when they get caught doing things that they aren't supposed to do, like selling drugs or confiscating cash or like the guy in, uh, in Iran, the, the head of the police, getting caught with six prostitutes. These guys have... It does seem to span uh, the globe. It doesn't matter which government they work for. You know, politicians and bureaucrats, they, they consider us their, their inferiors. And they'll do with us as they please. Yeah, you know, the power goes straight to their head, and also... And the evidence is that, you know, there's, we'll, we'll do what they say, or we'll be in big trouble. Well, you know, and that's the biggest problem, I think. That's where, that's where all of the changes that are coming hinge. And, that, and what I'm talking about is the obedience factor. If people weren't so damned obedient to these people, everything would change. Everything would change. Mm. And, in fact, I mentioned uh, last night that I've gotten a, uh, a letter back, three pages. Got a letter back from the City of Keene police captain in regards to my issue with the parking ticket. We'll hold off on that until next hour and talk more about that. Talk about uh, obedience and how it's... Yeah, we've got a phone call, Mark. We're okay, I just wanted to make sure that we mentioned that Russell Canning got out of jail today. Oh, yes, that's right. Russell is out. We went out and had lunch with him today, and mm-hmm. uh, that's great news. Yes, let's go to, the pizza was delicious. Yep, let's go to the phones. Talk to Tom in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that for libertarian-leaning groups, that there is a lot of overlap between libertarian supporters and coin collectors. There's a lot of common ground, hmm. and that by reaching out to the coin collectors, that you may uh, be able to recruit more libertarians onto the, the good guy side, more people onto the good guy side, because they have, see, coin collectors have a strong knowledge of world history and U.S. history, mm-hmm. and a strong knowledge of inflation, because if they collect U.S. coins or world coins, they they know about how you know the the one cent piece uh, stops getting issued because it becomes worthless and mm-hmm. so on, and uh, and so they're they're well aware uh, and of these things, and so by reaching out to them, you may the, and the way to do that is to tell them not just about supporting the rights of them and other people. But how, see, one thing that made me leery of libertarians many years ago is that they seemed to support the rights of rich people so much, mm-hmm. but they would also take away some of the special privileges by which they got rich. And this is what, what turned me off, is that rich people are so rich, and I figured the reason they got rich was because they got subsidies from the government, or they, you know, you buy a plot of land and then you get a zoning variance that makes the plot of land worth twice as much, or some some such ways that people get rich off of uh, the, you know, the coercive power of government and that the libertarians would eliminate the special privileges that allow, uh, like opening a casino, for example, is an excellent example. If people with political connections can open a casino, that's virtually a license to print money. I can also open a casino at my house and invite the neighbors in. And go to jail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Tom, thanks for the call and the suggestion yeah. on uh, another interest group that might be a little more interested than normal in the Liberty message. 
I agree with him. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. I'd put them up there with bikers. That's, that's probably the same match. More coming up. Hour two's on the way. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231 as we launch into hour number two of the program. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Now, if you're new to the show, you may not have heard us discuss earlier my situation with uh, the parking tickets here in Keene, New Hampshire. And uh, just to bring you up to speed, what happened was recently uh, my girlfriend and I were downtown running a couple errands and went to the mailbox and was only out of the car maybe two minutes. And by the time we got back, they had ticketed the vehicle because we didn't pay the token or we didn't put a nickel or whatever into the uh, the parking meter. And I decided that, well, now is the time to... Go ahead and, and make a stand on this issue. You crazy anarchist, you're going to fight your parking ticket. And find out exactly what kind of government we're dealing with here. Because in the lore of the American kind of history, in, in if you look at the Declaration of Independence, if you look at the uh, many state constitutions, it pretty clearly states that the governments in this country, at least, were formed by the consent of the governed. That uh, the government exists because you consent to it. That's the concept. That's the idea. But I don't really know if it's true. It's not. It certainly doesn't. <laughs> certainly doesn't let seem me let you know. to be true. Well, now, Mark, I'm going to give them the chance to. You know, we're going to find out for sure. Uh, whether or not, because there's 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 only two choices as I see it, and if I'm wrong, please correct me on this at 800-259-9231. There's only two choices. It's either a government by the consent of the governed, in that everyone has consented to this government, or it's a gang of thugs. It's one or the other, right? If it's a government by the consent of the governed, that is great. It's just that they've sort of been pulling the wool over everyone's eyes, and uh, by default, they presume you have consented unless you let them know that you have not consented, and you withdraw your consent and withdraw your support. I would like for that to be the case. That is what I would prefer Mm -hmm. to be the case, because then all we'd have to do is just simply withdraw our support and say, no, thank you, don't want your services anymore, I don't consent withdrawing my consent. Bye now. Yeah, that's Uh, not going to happen. We're going to start our own voluntary society over here, and the rest of you that want to remain in the coercive society, you just have fun with your big government that you have. We're going to be over here having fun with freedom, okay? That's what I'd like to see happen. And so I decided to pick this issue to find out what the truth is. And I sent an uh, I sent a letter, certified mail. Actually, the first time I sent one, I hand delivered it. So that way, the bureaucrats couldn't claim they threw it away, or, or they, rather, they didn't get it, because that's what bureaucrats like to claim: is if you send them stuff through the the regular mail, that's important. They'll just say, "Well, we didn't see that. What are you talking about?" Well, I hand delivered this first letter, so I know for sure the bureaucrats received it. And the essence of the first letter said uh, that, look, you know, I am an I'm an honorable kind of guy. If I owe this debt of, you know, it's a five dollar parking ticket. 
If I owe this debt of uh, $5, yeah. I'll be... It was 5 before you started this nonsense. Now it's going to be... Uh, there's a $10 late fee if you go beyond 10 days. Yeah, whatever. I don't know what it is right now. But anyway, it was $5 at that time. And I said, oh, well, you know, if I owe this money, I'll be happy to pay it. All I need you to do is to provide me with the evidence that we have a, you know, a signed contract, the evidence that a contract exists between us that, uh, that created the obligation for me to pay this fine. And if you don't respond with the evidence within, I think I chose 14 days or something like that, mm-hmm. then that will mean that I am justified in not paying this fine. And I'll also be justified in not paying any future fines uh, at, the, at the same time. And I'm paraphrasing my, my original letter. I don't, I don't have it in front of me at the moment. But you can read it for yourself at freekeen.com. They never responded to that first letter, but I figured that there was a chance the bureaucrats threw it out. And I wanted to be extra fair you know, not to just jump to conclusions or anything like that. So I sent them, uh, I sent them another letter. And in the other letter, I pretty much recapped. This time, I sent it to a specific person. Uh, the last time, it was just sort of addressed to the Bureau of Parking. This time, it was sent to the head of the Bureau of Parking. And this time around, I recapped what happened in my other letter and and suggested that you know perhaps it got lost. I was surprised you know it wasn't returned. So. Uh, I recapped the concept, the idea that if I don't receive evidence within the next two weeks, uh, that I'll assume there's no contractual authority, now I'm reading from the letter, for your agency to demand such a fine, and that I'm not obligated to pay any fine with no legal repercussions for any perceived failure to do so. And I finally got a letter back. Now, it's supposedly in response to the original one. Okay. And it's from the chief, excuse me, not the chief, the captain. Captain of the Division of Administrative Services for the Keene Police Department. And he says, uh, your letter regarding the above parking ticket was just recently forwarded to my attention for reply. Now, I sent the letter initially at the end of February. So this particular letter from the bureaucrat, the chief, or the uh, captain, Over was, a month was written on April 10th. So, therefore, you aren't obligated, according to the uh, rules that you you let set down in, inside your letter, to uh, give them any information because they didn't respond in time. But I really wanted to have a discussion. I, I really wanted them to reply. So I think I consider this a good thing because I'm going to write him back with a bunch of questions. We'll talk about those in a moment uh, because I've got a lot of questions for this guy. And since he wants to talk, we're going to talk. Uh, but I think it's interesting that he just got forwarded the letter a month later, a month and a half later, the my original letter just came across his desk. Uh, he says, I apologize your initial request for information was not answered sooner, but there was some confusion as to whether or not it was needed since the ticket had been paid. What? Wait, a, I, just, I just now read this again. I didn't read that the first time I read it. The ticket had been paid. I never paid that ticket. So they, they um, rather than, you know, they, they got your letter, they were confused, they marked your ticket paid. Wow. Well, I'm going to hold on to this in case they try to jack me and say I didn't pay the ticket. Because I can tell you, I didn't pay the ticket. And I'm pretty sure my girlfriend didn't go in there and, and pay the I ticket either. I don't see either. why she would. Unless somebody else went in and paid it. Because I did post the ticket number online unless someone else went in and paid it for me. That'd be bizarre. That seems unusual. Although, you know, they're going to take the money. So P- they wouldn't care please, who paid it. Please, if you're it. within the sound of my voice, if you're paying anything for Ian, you're just enabling his little miserly ways. Don't do that. (laughs) Well, anyway, so now they're claiming the ticket was paid, but he went ahead and wrote back anyway, which I think is great. And it really does show that the the bureaucrats here in New Hampshire are just a cut above (laughs) the average bureaucrat. They're just a little bit friendlier, just a little bit more reasonable. 
Let me continue. He says, regardless, I will try to provide the information to answer your other concerns. The ability of the city of Keene to set forth parking regulations is provided through state law. And then he spends, oh, I don't know, about 50% of this three-page letter citing various different uh, state laws. That you could care less about. Yeah, blah, 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 bylaws, fines, power to blah, 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 parking enforcement, yada, yada, yada. And uh, so when I write him back, and I, I'll be posting my uh, response and this, orig- and this original letter at freekeen.com at a later date, probably sometime within the next few days, when I write him back, I'm, I'm going to let him know that, you know, I, I can't read legalese. It's a different language. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm not trained. Uh, lawyers, you know, they go through training to, uh, to understand this. So how you could expect a, a layperson like myself to comprehend this stuff, I, you know, I just don't understand that. I'm going to point that out to him. And he says, uh, you, I, know, you know, I find when I read it that my mind begins to wander within the first yeah. couple of lines. Oh, yeah. I, I can't I, read I, it. You know, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm not joking. I can't read it. It doesn't flow like regular English does. It's not intended to. No. It's intended. It's supposed to be obscure. Yeah. It's, it's in, intended so that you cannot read it and cannot understand it. They don't want normal people figuring this stuff out. Right. But, you know, they, he doesn't really know what he, who he's dealing with yet. No, no, he doesn't. And he thinks that he can impress me by citing all his RSAs. I don't even know what that stands for. And he says, here are the city ordinances. He gives me a website. You can go look at this and read all you want. Okay, great. Then we get to the the juicy part. Doesn't realize he's dealing with a madman. He says, I'm confused by your request for evidence of the valid original contract with my signature binding me to said obligation. Those were my original words. While in the state of New Hampshire or city of Keene, you are bound to abide by the laws or ordinances regulating conduct, behavior, vehicle movement, etc. Really? Well, how is that exactly? Can you please explain that to me? Because this is one of the most critical questions. It's easy. We've got the guns, and you don't. Well, I want to see what he says. I want to know what his answers are going to be, because I want to know... What happens if he says that, by the way? What happens if he says, we've got the guns, and you don't? Then I'll print that on freekeen.com, and we'll talk about it here. It'll be the answer to the question. The question of, is is it a government by the consent of the governed, or is it a gang of thugs with guns? Ruling by force. More on the way. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. Uh, So enjoy those on us. And the features, by the way, include the wiki with over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. W-I-K-I.freetalklive.com. Is another fad diet really the answer to losing your extra pounds? Are working out and eating right no longer working to help you lose weight? If you can relate to that, then go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. See the actual before and after pictures and read his story at notfatanymore.com. Want to get off the fad diet roller coaster forever? Then check out notfatanymore.com. So we're talking about our adventures in legal land here, uh, the adventures in the world of parking enforcement. Uh, What happened was I was slapped with a $5 parking fine for parking in a metered space without feeding the meter. And I decided to subsequently make this the issue upon which we have a little discussion with the bureaucrats about, well, the whole nature of government and consent of the governed, because my question, and I think this is kind of the ultimate question, at least that we're dealing with uh, right now, is, 
is this government a band of thugs enforcing its way and offering products and services at the threat of violence, as it appears to be? That's what it appears like at the local, state, and federal levels. It seems like we're dealing with a a band of violent people. Or is there really some truth? Is there truth to the claim? Sort of this uh, mythological claim at this point. Because all of the evidence says band of thugs. All of the evidence. So it's sort of this mythological claim that uh, it's all by the consent of the governed. All you have to do as being the governed is withdraw your consent and you no longer have a government anymore. So which is the truth? Well, we're going to find out here, uh, not necessarily tonight, but sooner rather than later, I think, because I had uh, written a letter to the parking enforcement bureaucrats saying, look, you know, I'll be happy to pay your fine as long as you can show me the obligation to pay it. Show me the agreement I entered, the original contract with my signature binding me to the obligation. Show me the obligation to pay the fine, and I'll be happy to pay it. Well, they didn't write me back the first time I hand-delivered the letters. I knew they had it, because I hand-delivered it. They didn't write me back, so I wrote them again on April 3rd. The letter they finally wrote me is dated April 10th. I sent the April 3rd letter certified mail, so it was in their in their hands by, like, the 7th and yeah. the latest. So I think what happened was, the first time the letter came in, I don't know what they did with it, but the second time, I wrote it to the head of the parking bureau. She obviously went to the captain. What do I do with this nonsense? And he took it and There's wrote one of these me, crackpots that have wrote, moved here. He wrote me a three-page letter in, ret- in response, citing a bunch of their laws, which, of course, you know, I don't know how to read legalese, and nor did I agree to those things in the first place. But... The shocking part here, and I actually just just discovered this on the air, was that they claim my ticket's been paid. So I don't understand that, but because uh, I I didn't pay it. But uh, but he then goes on to give excuses as to you know wh- why he thinks I should have to pay this fine and what the the basis is for all of this. And his claim here is that I am obligated. He says while in the state of New Hampshire or city of Keene, you are bound to abide by the laws or ordinances regulating conduct, behavior, vehicle movement, etc. Well, I'm going to write him back and ask exactly how I became bound to abide by those things. What was that process? When you walked into Keene, you what became is the bound city of Keene? by the uh the the um, you know, the laws that they have. Right. So by setting foot on a plot of land that I own, and other people's private property that they own, I've somehow agreed to some social contract? You weren't on your own property. You were on city property. What is the city of Keene? That's what I'd like to know as well. It's an organization that was incorporated in 1789. By whom? Some people. Calling themselves the state of New Hampshire? No, some people who organized, you know, a group. But they had to get permission from the state in order to incorporate the city of Keene because it exists at the pleasure of the state. So what is the state of New Hampshire? An organization of, of you know of people set uh, you know that uh, incorporated in seventeen whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and so they are you they, know, tasked with uh, running they own the state the and uh, you know enforcing the laws they own all of the property in the the whole state of New no, Hampshire no they don't uh, you know the prop- most property is owned by individuals however I there see. is some state property gotcha gotcha so and you were on city property and. You broke some of the city's rules, and so therefore you have to pay. So rules that I had no idea what they were, right? Yeah, I think you're, it's pretty clear when there's a parking meter in front of you, and it says zero, and it flashes, that you probably Who know. Who owns that meter? The city of Keene. Who owns the city of Keene? The city of Keene doesn't have an owner. Huh. Okay. It's an organization that was set up in 1789. Well, when I go to Burger King, somebody owns Burger King. When I, I'm in my house, have someone owns... Have you ever owns... met them? 
someone owns my house. Yeah. You go to Panera Bread, someone owns that. Have you ever met them? Yes, actually, I have, as a matter of fact. <laughs> no, you've They're met very nice guys. a Panera, or several they Paneras. They own several of them. You did not, they do not own Panera. Well, anyway, you're, you're playing devil's advocate here, Mark, and the fact is no one owns city property, um, because no, no, if no one can sell the property, no one owns it. If they can't profit from it, they don't, they don't own it. And uh, I never agreed to their rules in the first place. I never... Uh, Never consented to this government, and so that's what I'm going to do when I write him back and ask him questions about uh, questions like I just asked. But let me continue with uh, with his excuses here. He says the state grants this authority to the city to regulate as deemed appropriate, and then here's one of his biggest points, which is surprisingly weak. Common sense dictates that regardless of the state or country you find yourself in, you're obligated to abide by their laws without any contractual process taking place. Common sense, huh? There you go. That's all he's got to base his position on is that, well, everyone thinks this, so if you don't therefore... have common sense, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so he called you an idiot. It seems to me that uh, the people that that common sense isn't something that's worth following generally. Uh, it seems to me that individual thinking is uh, far more desirable. Questioning one's circumstances, uh, questioning one's paradigm is uh, far more desirable than just following what common sense might dictate. So, let me continue. He says, your statement of, there is no contractual authority for your agency to demand such a fine and that I am not obligated to pay any fine with no legal repercussions for any perceived failure to do so, is partly correct, says the police captain. There is no contract, but if... <laughs> but you are obligated to that's pay. That's what he says. <laughs> but you are obligated to abide by the laws set forth by both the state and city of Keene and pay any fines in violation of them with certain legal repercussions if required. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to provide you with the above information in hopes of educating you as to where and how the legal authority to regulate parking in the city of Keene derives. Additionally, I'd like to thank you for payment of your parking fine in an efficient and timely manner. You, um, I'd like to say that this is going to go like uh, so many uh, you know, Internet message boards. It'll probably be in a nicer fashion, but you will not come to a conclusion. You will not corner this bureaucrat, and all you'll successfully do is waste your time writing to them. Because oh, this isn't a waste of time. Because they, he won't. You, you'll write whatever you write. This is fascinating. Write. He will. Uh, he he will respond to whatever question he hears. That's fine. Then you'll then you'll try to get him back. That's you okay. Know, get him back in that position that you had. You know, you'll you'll lose your hammer lock, and then you'll try to get him back oh, again. That's fine. It, it, it will. We'll go down with a video camera nothing, if necessary. Nothing. Look, it's not, not, you know, you're wrong, Mark. I'm not trying to change the bureaucrat's mind or shift his paradigm, though if he wants to shift his paradigm, that would be great. I'm trying to show people how they respond when questioned about these things, and the fact is most people aren't asking these questions. This guy's never come, has never come across some of the questions that I'm going to ask him, and it's going to be very educational for us and for those of us who are, uh, those of you listening to the show, that might be curious as to how how will this bureaucrat answer the question of how the obligation was created to obey these laws. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. 
That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Oh, by the way, those features include the archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just go to the front page of the website, click and download. There's no logging in. There's no membership fee. No hoops to jump through. It's just free stuff. freetalklive.com. How much do you spend on coffee? JustPlainJoe.com offers over 60 different flavors roasted to order from gourmet Arabica coffee beans in whole bean or ground at just $7.99 a 12-ounce package. And it's roasted fresh to order. JustPlainJoe.com. Most orders delivered within three business days via UPS. Buy five packages and save on shipping. That's JustPlainJoe.com. It's excellent coffee, by the way. It's uh, the best I've uh, ever had. Super. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So we uh, just, again, to recap here, the Keene City government has responded to my letter about parking tickets, (laughs) and they are suggesting that I am obligated to uh, obey obey their rules, that I am obligated. There's no contract. They admit there's no contract. But I am obligated to abide by the laws set forth by the state and the city of Keene. So we're going to write them back, and I'm going to ask them exactly how that obligation was created. If it's, you know, the fact that I stepped on a plot of land, is that magic, you know, that creates that obligation? Is that like a magical spell or something? No, they... are, are you obligated to, am, am I obligated to follow your rules when I step on your land? Is that magic? Well, you have to be informed of what the rules are in order to follow them. Sure. By walking and, on my land... And you... it's pretty clear what the rules are as far as parking goes in downtown Keene. There are parking meters. People have heard of parking meters. There are also signs up that are posted that have right. the parking rules. On the meters, you can read when the hours sure, are sure. to pay money and how much money you have to pay and how much yep. time you get for paying, whatever. Understood. Now, do those rules apply to the people that are governed, or do they apply to everybody? They apply to everyone. Well, wait a minute. I thought this was a government by the consent of the governed. So Who how told could you the that? Go- well, the Constitution, Section One. No, the taxpayers of Keene came up with uh, with the rules. The Constitution, it, we don't use that crap anymore. <laughs> um, the taxpayers of Keene came up with the rules. Well, actually, yeah. the, uh, the the voters uh, elected representatives. The representative came up with the rules. Right. The rules are in place. You'll abide by the rules, or you'll face the punishment. <laughs> That's the way it goes. So we'll see what they say. Uh, we'll see what their excuse is or their explanation, and of course we'll bring it to you here on Free Talk Live, so you can. So, where's the Constitution say consent to the governed? Oh, first, I don't have it in front of me right United now. United States you Constitution or New, New Hampshire Constitution? New Hampshire State Constitution. It's the first paragraph. You can pull it up, and uh, it's it's really a great first paragraph. Do me a favor, Mark, and and pull that up. New Hampshire Constitution. Well, let's go to the phones in the meantime. So we'll let you know what happens with that as the conversation continues. But we go to your calls, Jason in D.C. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jason. Hey guys, uh, I uh, I called in, or I started listening late, but then I heard that you guys were talking about the uh, Frida Jefferson one case. Yes, the, yeah, the, the, the Jefferson one is the name of the gal, um, rather than giving her a name. The, she's called the Jefferson one. She's the, the one who was arrested for dancing for in front of why. the. Uh, for asking why she could not dance in front of the Jefferson Memorial to uh, a, for, a Forest Service Police Department guy or something. Okay, right. Okay. Well, I was there. Um, I actually organized the uh, the flash mob like dance party. What's your name? And, uh, Jason? Jason Talley. What is it? I'm sorry? Uh, Jason Talley. Great. Oh, from Bureaucrash. Uh, yeah, well, um, we actually have a new guy on the scene, uh, Pete Ayers, the, uh, the new crasher-in-chief, but uh, I guess I'm uh, emeritus. 
Great. Yeah, I just rec- you know I recognize the name as being associated with Bureaucrash, which is a very interesting organization. Is it Bureaucrash.com? Uh, that's correct. Yes. So uh, go ahead with your point, Jason. What uh, what happened from your perspective? Oh, okay. Well, um, so you know, it's, it's a, a goofy idea, just to, as a way to remember Thomas Jefferson's birthday. Yeah, I love it. We th- thank you very much. We had this planned a long time ago, so we just started a Facebook group, and you know, uh, people joined, and um, twenty people um, showed up, uh, you know, on time, uh, which was set to be eleven fifty-five to twelve oh five midnight. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we made sure that uh, we were respectful because, well, first of all, we chose that time so that it wouldn't be uh, crowded. Um, Makes and sense. There were, uh, other than the people that were dancing uh, and arresting, there were six other people. And uh, we'd like to get their opinions on uh, what happened. But anyway, uh, we made sure that uh, everybody was wearing, like, an iPod. Um, some people danced to no music at all. Um, but, you know, no boomboxes or anything like that. The only noise that would have been there would have been... Um, the squeaking of sneakers. Yeah, you know, a feet on marble, uh, and and it's, these are noises. You know, we were less noisy than what you would hear on uh, any day where you have a class field trip to the Jefferson Memorial. Uh, NBC Four here in DC just did a, uh, a news report and filmed during the day, and uh, you know, how noisy it does get. Okay, so uh, you know, uh, instead of um, uh, you know, standing, uh, we were dancing. That's really the only distinction uh, between uh, what happened. Uh, that night, it would happen every single day. Sure. Uh, well, security called cops uh, and um, uh, just yelled at people, uh, pushed people, and uh, cursed at people, which, I mean, if they're defending the, uh, the, the reverence of the Jefferson Memorial, they were more violation than we were. Um, and then, uh, but the one woman, uh, who we call the Jefferson One, uh, she simply asked why. You know, what is the law, uh, that, what code, what commandment, uh, what are we violating that we have to leave instead of completing our 10-minute dance? And uh, uh, as the video shows, uh, many, they didn't Just like before you go much. on, how, how many yeah. minutes in did you get before they started uh, messing with you? You know, um, I blogged that it was six, but I, I, it was like two or three, I think. A lot of people are, um, most people think it's about two or three, um, so, so not very long at all. So you actually have video footage of uh, the arrest happening? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's a big part of the story. Um, if you go to freethejefferson1.com, and that's the number one, um, we have links on the right-hand side uh, to a YouTube page, and we have posted these videos over time. There's three videos, and I'm the cameraman, and uh, it's, it's raw footage. There's, um, there's only editing because of YouTube time constraints, but we try to put it all out there so that we can be totally transparent about the entire thing. Um, and we have the photos on a Flickr account. We have um, people's accounts of what happened. We're trying to document this. Now, this is opposed to the U.S. Park Service that is uh, that has not yet released their um, video, their surveillance video of the thing, and they will not uh, talk on the record. Um, so, of course, uh, they don't. They won't. They they are our superiors, and they have no reason to come out and say anything. Um, I, what about this uh, this gal? Do you think anything? Uh, um, is going to happen to her legally, or you think they're just going to drop these charges, or what? Okay, if they're smart, they're going to drop these charges, yeah. because there are other groups, uh, other people that are saying, we are going to sponsor our own dance party, and we are going to bring more cameras, and we are going to bring uh, <laughs> lawyers to this thing, um, and, and then really challenge it. And um, First of all, um, well, we have, we have three things that we're going to accomplish here as far as uh, the Frida Jefferson One group. 
uh, okay, we, we need charges dropped, we need an apology from the U.S. Park Police, and then we're going to hold another dance, okay? But that dance is going to be just as, as quiet and respectful as the first one. But we're not backing down on this. That's pretty cool, man. You guys have got a lot of uh, gumption, a lot of huevos, and uh, I really appreciate that in, in activists. But i got to wonder, when is Bureaucrash going to make its home base here in New Hampshire? That's what my question is. You know, I don't speak for Bureaucrash anymore. You need to get uh, Pete Air on the uh, phone and talk to him. Well, I, I think you were uh, out at some of the uh, the past Free State Project events. Are you a Free Stater yourself, Jason? Um, I actually, way to put me on a spot, but mm-hmm. uh, yes, I actually have joined the Free State Project. And I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Um, we uh, yeah we need to get uh, more people to sign up and uh, I tell you um, you know it might be a little bit cold but if you can live somewhere and um, and be more free then uh, it seems like an easy choice. Jason, Man, it Jason, was not I, cold today. Let me tell you, no, it was, it was beautiful today. Incredible. Jason, I have a I have a plan <laughs> that we're going to be enacting very soon that will uh, uh, complete this free state project in 18 months. Okay, all right. Let's Looking do it. forward to seeing you up here. Hey, do us a favor and keep us in the loop on what's going on with the Jefferson One case. The website again is free the Jefferson numeral one, free the Jefferson and then the number one dot com. If you want to see what the if you see the video, I'm gonna look at it here uh, in a moment. But uh, call us back and let us know what happened, would you? Yeah, sure will. Thanks, Thank guys. you, Jason. Appreciate the call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. So enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. If you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase, but you have to you have to be careful. Uh, I had a guy email me recently. He said he bought a 40-inch television set and was wondering to he wanted to make sure that we'd gotten the percentage on that. Normally we do. I mean, if you enter through Amazon.freetalklive.com and you buy something, Free Talk Live will get the cut. However, it is possible to uh, to not screw it up. Yeah, just <laughs> to screw it up. And one of the ways to screw it up would be to go to Amazon.freetalklive.com. And then not, and put something in your shopping cart, but not check out for another day. If if you let 24 right. hours go by, oh, I see. it will forget about who sent them there or, or who sent you there. That's so, kind of crappy. Yeah, well, yeah, it's the system. Generally, people buy right away. Um, so if you want to get something that's been sitting in your cart for a while, re-enter the site through Amazon.freetalklive.com, and and that should handle it. Also, if you're on a website and and someone recommends a book or something like that to you and they have their own Amazon referral link and you don't want to pay them, if you click the link to go to see what the item is, just remember what the item is. Because the link has the code in it, right? If they they give you a big, long link to one of the items on Amazon, it's Mm -hmm. got their code in it, not ours. So click that link, find out what the item is, and then go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, find the item again, and add it to your cart. So, so what's the scenario? I was always taught you go to the dance with the girl who invited you. Now, what, what is the scenario you're talking about, somebody telling you about He was item? concerned that he had accidentally clicked a link on someone's website for another item, and that took him through a different referrer's code. I see. And once you enter through a different referrer's code, then you're going to give money to whoever that person sure. was. But if you want to give it to Free Talk Live. You you know, make a note of what the item is you're looking for. Go to Amazon.freetalklive.com, 
find the item again and add it to your cart that way. I so the portal that you have to use is Amazon.freetalklive.com. If you didn't enter through that link, we won't get a percentage. But if you do, we will, and it's uh, it's a great thing. We will really appreciate all of you shopping at Amazon.freetalklive.com. To the phones and the fun. South Carolina, Zach is on the amp uh, the amp line. Hello there. Hey, that story that you're talking about, your parking ticket in Keene, actually reminded me of a recent incident that I've had. Um, I parked in a spot and got a ticket, and then I went and appealed it, and my appeal was based on the fact that there were there was nothing around the area prohibiting me from parking there. And so I told the bureaucrat at the desk that, and she said, oh, well, if there was nothing saying you could park there, then you can't. <laughs> and I said, well, no, there was nothing saying I can't park there, so I can. And it actually took – my first appeal got overturned. I was given a fine. I never paid it, kept parking there, got another ticket, appealed the same way, and finally I won. Wow. That's amazing. Somebody winning a parking story. Yeah, that is pretty amazing. And I think we're going to see more wins coming out as more people continue moving here to New Hampshire. But what else was on your mind tonight? Well, I was actually calling to give an update on the parole in South Carolina. But before that, I wanted to mention two small steps that we've taken in the direction of liberty here in the past two weeks. One okay. is lowering the age for purchasing a handgun from 21 to 18. Okay. That's good news. And the, and the second is that the voters in the county where I go to school have voted a week ago to remove the blue laws that prohibit that prohibit the sale of alcohol on Sundays. Oh, wow, that's that cool. is pretty good news. Well, steps in the right direction. Good deal. So what else? Go ahead. So I called in about a week and a half ago talking about the Attorney General in South Carolina's proposal to abolish parole and send nonviolent drug offenders to a new special court that would not give them any prison time. Now, I've more news has come out since then. I've researched it a bit more. And the reasons that he has for abolishing parole is that some prisoners are getting out with having only served about 25% of their terms. And mm -hmm. this is making a lot of people unhappy. And so his reasoning is that they should serve what they've been sentenced so everyone can know what the sentence is and make sure that... You know, I, I agree with that, out. but um, this sort of happened to me while I was in prison in Florida. Um, I, I went, you know, I, I, got, I took a sentence, a, a plea bargain, with the understanding that, uh, you know, I, I, I saw how the math was working as far as the gain time went, and I realized I was going to do something like 20% of the sentence that was given to me. And uh, I figured, well, I'll take that 20%. And then, once I got in, someone changed the rules. Bob Butterworth decided, the attorney general decided, I don't like that rule, let's change it. So, you know, the inmates should serve what they were sentenced to. Well, however, when they, most inmates take plea bargains, and when they take the plea bargains, they take them with the understanding that things are going to remain the same. However, nothing in this world remains the same. But, you know, you understand what I'm saying. So that's, I think, unfair to change the rules retroactively on inmates that, uh, you know, we're in already. Well, the government gets to do whatever yeah, they it wants do. to do, right? Uh, so, it's, so, yes, you're confirming my suspicions then, Zach, because when you'd originally brought this up, on, the, on its face it sounds good. Oh, yeah, get rid of parole. Cool. Because parole is just a kind of a system to allow people to easily violate their probation and get right back into prison. 
so from that aspect, it would have been good. But I, I, we suggested that it might be because this is a law and order type of guy, and he wants everyone to serve 100% of their terms. And the problem with that is that many of these terms are mandatory minimums. Uh, many of these drug crimes, for instance, they have... 5, 10, 15 year terms, you know, you get caught growing a couple marijuana plants and you're going in the clink for a long, long time. Whereas if you're, uh, if you've got the parole option, then you can serve a a fraction of that amount of time and and get out. And that's a, that's a good thing for a non, especially for nonviolent people. Um, But he's saying we got to put the screw to these criminals, these lawbreakers. They got to pay 100% of their time. And, and that's not right. Any other thoughts, Zach? Well, actually, the good side of this is that nonviolent offenders, whether drug offenders or other crime, other nonviolent crimes, would still be um, routed through this special court that, and they would receive, um, they would have to go through programs, but they wouldn't actually be given prison time. Well, what about the ones that are already in prison now that they're eliminating uh, parole? They're screwed. Um, there are some that are being released early, and then I don't know about the rest. Well, it sounds like there's some some promise in what's going on, yeah. but at the same time, I, I you know... It's a mixed bag. Yeah. Zach, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. We go to Military Police Mac in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mac. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, have you um, filled up lately? You know, I have not, but I saw the news today, man. $3.40 uh, is, I think, the average price for regs uh, gas in this country. Yes, yeah, it's 3 here. That's and it's going it up again. Too. I guess, yeah. what, a barrel of oil is getting ready to hit $125? It was just at $100 not too long ago. Yeah, it was at 115 this morning, so. Wow. I mean, I mean, I think, I won't say... Yeah, they are. That oil companies are predatory, but you know they're getting subsidized money and everything, and they're still jacking up the prices, which makes me wonder what's really going on. Well, they are pretty uh, tied in with the politicians, so who knows who's scratching who's back and where and for what deal? It's definitely a nasty, nasty uh, arrangement. Anywho, Mark, you was <laughs> I listened to the podcast yesterday mm-hmm. from your last night, so you actually. Confused about all the underwear and the shampoo. <laughs> oh yeah, when I got absolutely. Out of when, I, when I got out of prison, I, I'd never seen so much shampoo in my life. It was like a, you what know, it's like a uh, caveman kind of fish out of the water scenario, right? Like Encino Man, you've been asleep for nine years and you've come out into this new world of selection that you've never seen before. I, I'll get this one too, Mac. Is um, I the, the uh, I would be at home, you know, say taking a nap in the afternoon, and the telephone would ring, and there'd be this beep, beep. Beep noise, and, I'd be, and I didn't know what that beeping noise was. I'd never heard that beeping noise on the telephone. It was somebody who had dialed a fax the wrong number. But um, I find that out much later. I thought it was one of these automated calls I had seen on television in prison that you could tell the uh, uh, you know the uh, the operator that they weren't allowed to call you anymore. So I'd be telling the fax machine, "Don't call here anymore. Take this off your <laughs> list." <laughs> yeah, when you were saying that, man, had me. I was laughing, man. Yeah. I uh, I heard the uh, the, the uh, automatic ice maker go off in the kitchen, so I heard this rumbling noise within the first couple of nights of being out. And I had, was that? I happened to have been eating a, a steak. You know, I'm going to eat a lot of steak when I first get out. Um, so I was eating a steak 
I, I picked up the steak knife sitting off of the table, and I was going around the house looking for the intruder, <laughs> stalking around in the dark. Glad you enjoyed it, Mac. Thanks for the call tonight, 800-259-9231. Well, maybe the issue wasn't that there, wa- uh, there wasn't selection when you originally went into jail. Maybe the issue was that you were 18 and Mommy was still buying your underwear at that time. I think I was buying my own underwear, but it was mostly the shampoo that confused me. I just hadn't seen it so long. All right. We'll be uh, coming up here with our number three. Luke is on the line in Tennessee. We'll talk to him and take your calls as well about whatever's on your mind. Mac mentioned the economy. We'll talk about retailers that are having some trouble. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching at hour number three of the program, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy those. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their website. Ours is free, so enjoy at freetalklive.com. We go to the phone calls. That's what the show's about. It's Luke in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Luke. Luke, Tennessee. Hey. Um, yeah, I was listening to you guys last hour um, talking about uh, obeying the law. And uh, I I just can't, you know, I I can't help but think um, if if that guy was living under the Nazis, would would his common sense dictate that he obey the law and turn in all of his uh, Jewish neighbors? Just so our listeners that are just tuning in have some idea of what you're referring to, uh, the the city of Keene, the one of the uh, captains of the police department has written me back on my questions about how it. Um, what I was asking was for them to show me the obligation uh, that I, that was created upon me, or the original contract that I signed that obligates me to pay par- uh, to pay parking fines. Uh, in Keene, and and that was his suggestion was that well, common sense dictates that if I'm in the city of Keene or the state of New Hampshire, that that I must obey all those laws. That's what you're responding to. Correct. Um, but that's actually not why I called. Um, the real reason why I called is that I was um, online looking through bumper stickers the other day, and I found the absolute best progressive big government nanny state bumper sticker of all time. As in, it is in favor of the nanny state. Correct. Okay, go ahead. It's give me universal health care or give me death. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's not even like it's, it's parodying, you know, I, like at first I thought it was maybe like a, a conservative or a libertarian trying to make fun of the fact that, you know, liberals put health care before liberty, but mm-hmm. it, it was actually in the progressive section of the bumper sticker sites. Yeah, it sounds to me like someone who'd put that on their car is darn serious about socializing health care and forcing everyone into the yep. system. Taking your money away from you. What I love was uh, watching Dennis Goddard on his uh, his excellent uh, cable access television show, NH Cap- Capital Access uh, in Concord, just grilling uh, one of the supporters of universal health care. One of the Hillary supporters was on his show, 
and he just put the screws to her about how it's force, how you're forcing people to participate in something they may not necessarily be interested in participating in, and she was just shocked, uh, taken aback by the suggestion that she would be in support of force, that she would be in support of violence. And I Setting think that if Jack Book thugs to drag people off to jail. Well, I think that if you can show progressives how it is that they're supporting force, that they will become disenchanted uh, with their uh, their original set of ideals, and and I think they can be very good converts to the liberty movement. It's just that you have to you know to put things in terms they can understand, and I think the force issue is is pretty. You, if you can make it clear to them, then they couldn't possibly stick with that position anymore. Luke. That, yeah, I totally agree. And thanks for sharing that with us tonight. Any other thoughts for us? No, that's it. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So we mentioned uh, last hour, uh, Mac had called in to talk about the price of gas here in America, and it's it's pretty bad. It keeps going up, and it's just getting worse, like $3.40 right now. The dollar is at an all-time low, apparently, and it's just the economy's... it's. It's in the crapper, and it's getting worse. Uh, in fact, uh, the New York Times is reporting that the consumer spending slump and tightening credit markets are unleashing a widening, a widening wave of bankruptcies in American retailing, prompting thousands of store closings that are expected to remake suburban malls and downtown shopping districts across the country. Since last fall, eight mostly mid-sized change, uh, chains as diverse as the furniture store Levitz and the electronic seller Sharper Image have filed for bankruptcy protection as they staggered under mounting debt and declining sales. But the troubles are quickly spreading to bigger national companies like Linens and Things, the bedding and furniture retailer with 500 stores in 47 states. It might file for bankruptcy as early as this week, according to people who have been briefed on the matter. Even retailers that can avoid bankruptcy are shutting down stores in order to preserve cash through what could be a long economic uh, economic downturn. Mm. Over the next year, Foot Locker said it would close 140 stores. Ann Taylor will start to shutter 117, and the jeweler Zales will close 100. This is not good news uh, no. for those people uh, that are working at those retailers. Right. You know, uh, people often think that, uh, well, it's just these big corporations that are taking it. Who cares? But... People work there. They People make their living. People feed their children by yeah. working at these stores. I mean, that Foot Locker store's probably got a dozen employees at the very if not, least. It's not more. If not yeah. a couple dozen or, or three dozen, and there's 140 stores, so you're talking about thousands of people mm. uh, being displaced. The surging cost of necessities has led to a national belt tightening among consumers. Figures released on Monday showed that spending on food and gasoline is crowding out other purchases, leaving people with less to spend on furniture, clothing, and electronics. Consequently, chains specializing in those goods are proving vulnerable. And I imagine that if people are feeling their budgets are being uh, squeezed, then that could mean more people going into debt. I mean, because already Americans are putting a significant amount, I mean, if they're paying off their debt, they're putting a, a significant chunk of their income towards servicing that debt. But if it becomes uh, more and more difficult to buy food and gas and other life necessities, they're going to go in hock even further. And that's not good, is it? No. So just another indicator of how bad things could be getting out there. I don't want to scare anybody or anything like that. I just think it's important to talk about these uh, these issues and not, you know, put on rose-colored glasses here. If you've got debt, I think it would behoove you to pay off, pay it off. If I don't know, if possible. Pay, paying off debt, going into uh, you know with the with the dollar shrinking in value, or, you know the, the the diminishing in value, you actually, I mean, you know, you would actually want to have debt. 
um, because then you're paying, you know, say you're paying uh, $100, you get $100 today, you're paying $100 back with no interest um, in a year. Well, the the $100 in a year is worth less than the $100 you got today. Yeah, but they have interest. They do, um, but, you know, people get different types of interest. Credit card debt is one of the most common forms of debt in America today, and many of these people with credit cards are 16 25% interest rates. Mark. Sure, many people are, and if you have 16 or 25% interest rates, you don't want to be there. That's but what I've I'm had, saying. Pay I, that off. You said, you said pay off debt, and okay. you make it seem like debt is, is entirely bad. Well, a home debt loan is not is a little, entirely bad. I, home, I had a credit card that was 9% at once. Okay, well, a home loan's a little bit different, but, I mean, even so, that's 9% that could be going to buying groceries, man. Why would you advocate paying uh, interest rates, Mark? I mean, that doesn't Didn't make sense Didn't you just say yesterday that, uh, you know, that, uh, inter- that you believe that uh, inflation was 10%? That's correct. The, okay, then uh, I would advocate earning 1% interest by uh, taking on debt um, in that case. Wait a minute. Okay. Run that by me one more time. Um, if <laughs> you're going to earn interest right, on if, what exactly on the money that your you cost of living's not going your your pay's not going up if they inflate the money supply mark that doesn't exactly translate to increases in payments for people that are taking home a paycheck usually what happens when you can use the money that you have currently to buy things that are going to increase in value uh, for instance gold and silver. As a matter of fact, I would recommend to some people in some circumstances, not everybody, but um, mortgage the house you've got and take that money and put it in gold and silver, which likely won't will not diminish in value. Mm-hmm. And then you have that's if you have a house to mortgage. That's if you have a house to mortgage. Right. But I mean, you've You're given, already in a you've mortgage, given the blanket you... um, uh, assertion that you should pay off debt. So I'm making I'm I'm telling you that debt isn't necessarily bad, Ian. That's all. I agree with you there, Mark, and I'm glad you have uh, clarified that. However, most debt, in my opinion, is bad. Well, you just don't like that, period. No, I don't. I know you don't. I feel a lot more free without having debt, let me tell you. And I think you could feel that way as well if you didn't have debt, if you, if you have it. Uh, and, and to suggest that, well, inflation's happening, so therefore you'll be just fine uh, because, well, you know, it's a 9% credit card and there's 10% inflation. Remember, when they inflate the money supply, it takes a long time for that to catch up to the people making a, you know, making a paycheck because bosses are not sitting there calculating. You're not sitting there as a boss saying, okay, well, I better keep my employees up to date with the inflation rate here, so we need to, okay, it was 10% last year, so I'm going to give everybody a 10% raise. No one's doing that, Mark. You're right. They're not. So they're taking home. What you've got is an inflating money supply and people taking home the same as they took home last year or slightly above. And if they are getting an increase in the cost of living, it's not. It's going to be pegged toward the government numbers of 2 to 3% or 4% instead of the actual inflation rate of 10%. So if you've got credit card debt, that you definitely need to, I think, get paid off. I, I would agree that credit card debt's not a good thing to have. All right, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airways, but I'm no financial expert. Uh, if you've got a better suggestion or an alternative, please call in and share it. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. Get interactive with over 340,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there, everything from serious issues to fun stuff, and you'll find it all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. 
Are you thinking about starting a business? Here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. LegalZoom.com. 1-800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls and talk to Jonathan in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live, Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. Going once. Hello. Hello. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's on your mind, Jonathan? Oh, I just wanted to tell you what happened to me a couple weeks ago. Uh, One, I want to say a great show. I love it. You guys convert me from a staunch Republican to uh, a libertarian. Thank you very much for opening my eyes. It happened to me, too. (laughs) Well, I wanted to tell you I was heading to work. I work for uh, the Fort Sill um, Department of Defense here in uh, Lawton, Oklahoma. Hmm. Uh, I got pulled over for... uh, Talking on my cell phone, Uh-oh. which I didn't know was a, a law, but apparently a commander had wrote a law that no talking on cell phone while on military bases. So um, on a military base, the commander just writes a rule and it becomes law? It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I've been working there for three years, and the cop said, well, how long have you been working there? I said, oh, about three years. He goes, well, then you should know the laws. There's a sign um, along with a hundred other signs when you get on post, a little bitty sign about the size of a piece of paper that says, please do not use your cell phones. To me, that's asking me not to use my cell phone. Yeah, please but... is uh, definitely not an order. Right, right. Anywho, well, uh, he pulls me over, and, you know, I'm getting my stuff ready, and uh, my window doesn't roll down because I drive an older model, model car, and mm-hmm. um, so I told it, him twice. Did you, did you say your window, your window doesn't roll down? Right, right. Okay. I yelled twice to the officer, hey, my window does not roll down. I am opening my door. Twice I said this. Well, as I'm opening the door with one arm up in the air, uh, what, is, what does the officer do? He pulls back and starts reaching for his gun. Oh, and then I just throw both my hands up. I'm like, hey, you know, my window does not roll down. Anyways, after I got him calmed down, he started telling me, writing me tickets. He wrote me three tickets, one for not having a security verification form which I didn't know what that was at the time, and I asked him, and I said, well, what laws have I broken? Can you please show me the laws that I've broken? And he couldn't tell me the laws that I broke. Uh, so he wrote me a ticket for not security verification, talking on the cell phone without using a hands-free device, and 32 in a 30-mile-per-hour zone. Now, point of clarification. Petty, petty punk he is. Well, point of clarification, you mentioned that, that you're working for the Department of Defense. Does that mean you are a, mil- a military member or you're a civilian employee of the Department of Defense? I, I'm a civil servant, civil service. So, yeah, that's uh, uh, I, I work uh, for the military hospital. I'm a nurse, and I work uh, in the emergency department there. I see. So, so, uh, the, so, so you're essentially a military bureaucrat, and, <laughs> and they have developed this system of extracting money from their employees, right? Because you're an employee of the federal right. government. But right. if you're on the property of the military base, then at that point you're subject to all these extra rules you wouldn't normally be subject to if you're just driving around in Oklahoma, uh, arbitrary rules completely uh, capriciously developed by the, uh, the, 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 mili- the general in that particular case or whoever it was that uh, created commander. the rules, commander. And uh, so they've developed this nice little income system for themselves where you get your paycheck, and then if you can drive off the base without violating uh, five different traffic regulations, you might actually get the chance to cash it. You are correct, sir. That is really, really well, crappy. And, and here's the deal. I found out uh, I didn't get the option to pay the tickets or go to court. I had to go straight to court, hmm. uh, seeing how um, 
breaking the law on base, you go directly to court. What court do you go to? Is it a military court? Federal court. Federal, federal court. court. Wow. And uh, so, so anyways, I go to the federal court, and um, of course I have to go through, take off my shoes, my belt, empty my pockets, <laughs> and uh, get the you know third degree from the the security officer there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm waiting. Well, they uh, have you wait in this lobby, and then uh, another officer comes and. He says, all right, everybody here for uh, court, you need to come on with me. And, of course, the whole time when he's walking, escorting us to court, he's making jokes about, oh, today's payday, obviously, and yada, 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 you know. Anyways, I get to the court, and uh, I'm waiting my turn, um, and uh, the the the, uh, judge is uh, making jokes the whole time. And Hello? Uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, making jokes the whole time about it. Today is payday, and you know we're going to get you, get our money from you guys, and good we're all going to have a good time. <laughs> and uh, so I get up there, and uh, he basically threw out the 32 and a 30 zone. Oh, how nice! Yeah, yeah, it was a uh, very nice one. And I was going to plead not guilty uh, to the cell phone thing because I and I asked him. I said, "Where's this law written?" He said, "Well, the commander." Uh, needs to uh, write rules and regulations as fit for safety. And okay. and I said, well, what about the cell phone thing? I can't afford a hands-free thing. And he said, well, the the problem is is you need to have both hands on the wheel. How many do you drive with both hands on the wheel? Not very many people not, do. N- not that often. Correct. I mean, sometimes I do. A lot of times I do, but there are t- certainly times, especially when I'm turning, that I I find it easier to take one hand off the I'd, wheel. I'd like to see how that military policeman drives his car. Just oh yeah, cares. yeah, definitely. And this guy was just a the blowhard. I mean, I you know I'm throwing. He said uh, one thing I wanted to comment earlier. I forgot to tell you. I said you know, geez, you're throwing the book at me, aren't you? And uh, he said, well, you're all criminals until we can catch you. You know, it just, well, this guy nice, was a nice total man. jerk. Why would you, I mean, I understand. You probably are a nurse. Uh, at a, is it a VA hospital? No, it's it's a military hospital. Okay. A nurse at a military hospital, I, I, so I suppose that means for active military members? Uh, active military and spouses and stuff, you, you yeah. Probably joined, you probably became a nurse because you wanted to help people. You probably just decided to work at this particular location because you, you, you felt good about the military and you wanted to help military people. Yeah. Uh, and this is how they reward you. I mean, you've, you've dedicated your life uh, to, to doing this, and, and they reward you by treating you like a criminal. I mean, it's just oh, yeah. despicable. Yeah, well, we get, we, get the, uh, we get the cops in all the time. Uh, military police are generally nicer guys. You know, you can talk to them, and they're not, you know, a bunch of jerks. These are like uh, retired police officers who want to come take it easy on the federal posts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we get these guys in all the time because they fall out of their pickup truck and sprain their ankles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we usually try to take good care of the cops when they come in, you know, because we have problems at the ER every now and then. And uh, but you know this guy was just being a total jerk. What did and, you end uh, up having to pay out? What was the total? Oh, okay, uh, I paid. I had to pay seventy five dollars for the cell phone, uh, plus a twenty five dollar court cost. So a hundred bucks, uh, and and two hours of my time. Yeah, and, and that minus the taxes you had to take out of they uh, they took out of your paycheck left you with uh, a fraction of your original amount. <laughs> Well, yeah. thank you for the call tonight, dude. We hey, appreciate guys, the story. I love the show. Thank, thank you, sir. You 800-259-9231. Out there changing hearts and minds of Americans. You can bring up whatever you want. 
This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Uh, may have a polygamy update for you here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us, uh, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what that's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. We go to the phone calls. It's Dale on the amp line in New Hampshire. Hello, Dale. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. What's on your mind tonight, sir? Um, I am experimenting with a different <clears throat> a different style on my comic strip and was just hoping to solicit feedback. Okay. What is the style? I mean, is it possible to to, uh, to explain it on the radio, the difference between... No. <laughs> no, I guess not. Well, the, in, in general, I'm, I'm going, I, you know, I don't know if you've been following it, but it's sort of a rigid, kind of a rigid format, and I'm going with more of a freestyle. Hmm. It'll look more kind of cartoony and less... Realistic, sort of, I guess. Okay, interesting. Well, well, I think it, are you saying I think that your, the, the anarchy boogeyman in your comic strip looks realistic now? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, uh, I hope that what, it'll, what I'll do, you know, the way I'm drawing it will make it, I think, more expressive and, and cartoony and stuff like that. But it'll. Uh, you can try you know, something new, but I can tell you already, I, you know, I'm, I'm essentially a conservative and I like things the way they are. So I like the comic strip the way it is. <laughs> I read it every week, um, and you can go check it out at anarchyinyourhead.com. Uh, and, and it has it has my recommendation. So post comments then, basically. You're going to put up a new strip tomorrow, yeah. and you're asking people to go and post their comments on how they feel new versus old. What do they like? What do yeah. they not like? But the, you know, yeah, the problem is, Dale, the mm-hmm. problem with asking for people's input is that, you know, you've got to – I'm sure you already understand this, but people are going to pull you in different directions. Some people are going to say, oh, I love the old style, and some are going to say, oh, I love the new style. And really, it's going to end up being – your decision and you should do what makes you happy i think so i don't think you yeah. I, not that i think you're going to be counting votes or anything like that and i certainly hope that you won't you won't will you no okay i, I feel pretty actually i think i like this i'm probably going to go with it but i am kind of you know and i and i think it's going to get a good reaction but you know i'm just kind of curious i'm always like looking for people to post feedback sure know? i think feedback, feedback is tough or, um uh, you know we try to get it on the show and it's well, no, wait a minute. It, it can be valuable. Feedback yeah. can be valuable, but, you know, you have to take it with a grain of salt. And, uh, yeah. and so I, I appreciate it when people critique the show, and sometimes it's, you know, it's changed some of the things I, I say on the air, and uh, sometimes it's just absolute nonsense. So you just have to look at what the person is saying and then take it uh, under consideration with what your value system is or the way it is you want to run the, the cartoon. But I think you're doing a, a great thing, and it's a great example of activism 
market-based activism that uh, I, I think is, is becoming more effective over time. More people are visiting your website. I'm, I'm seeing your uh, cartoons pop up in more and more places. You're getting published yeah. in the New Hampshire Free Press. I see you here in the, uh, the latest issue of Latitude, which we talked about earlier, Mark. And you wanted to make a correction. We mentioned Latitude Zine earlier tonight, and you gave the wrong, or you weren't clear on the URL. Right. Well, uh, the easiest thing to do is uh, go to freetalklive.com. And, and click the banner. Yeah, click on the banner. It's on the right-hand side of the page. It's but, called Latitude in a strange way. Yeah, so. like attitude. Yeah, latitude like attitude. Yeah. L-A-T-T-I-T-U-D-E. So uh, so you're in there, too. Where else are you getting published these days? Oh, gosh, I'm, I'm kind of losing track. I know I'm being reposted on a lot of blogs and, and websites and things like that. Well, you know, that's so a, a lot of libertarian blogs and bloggers and stuff like that are uh, reposting my stuff. And, and, uh, and again, I'm, I'm helping promote um, the Pork Fest. I'm helping with ads for them and things like that. So... That, that won't have a label on it. it. Won't say anarchy in your head, but you'll see sort of my artwork on there. The and, same style. And this, Very cool. uh, this tune is going to be a full page, and it'll be up probably before I go to bed tonight. So it'll All be right. up pretty early tomorrow. Right on, Dale. Thanks, uh, and keep up the great activism. We appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. By the way, speaking of New Hampshire, uh, earlier tonight. We were talking about the consent of the governed, and I said that Article One of the New Hampshire Constitution. Makes it very, very clear. And, Mark, I don't know if you put it away, but I have it here, too. Do you want to read it? Do you have uh, it? Sure. Um, Article 1 says that all men are born equally free and independent. Thereof, all government of right originates from the people, is founded in consent, and instituted for the general good. Right. So there you go. Making it very clear. It's founded in consent. Right. So if we withdraw consent, then we now, don't course, have government anymore. The way that the people of the government, uh, inst- you know, the way they consider consent is, uh, well, if a majority of the people consent, then that's yeah. consent. And if a majority of the people don't say anything, that's consent. Right. Oh, and I suppose they could argue that, well, it was founded in the consent of the people back in 18 or 1784. Now you and, follow the rules. Right. So to, uh, you can't, subject. Right. You can't uh, unconsent at this point. So who knows what their answers are going to be. But Zeus has a suggestion. Uh, we were talking earlier tonight about how I have uh, asked for I'm going to be asking the government people to explain how the obligation was created upon me to follow their rules. And I was talking we were also talking about property ownership. And you suggested that. Uh, Mark, you were suggesting that the, the city of Keene can own property, and I asked, well, do they own my house? And you said no, but Zeus says yes, uh, that well, they do own my property. And he says that I think the flaw in your logic in this matter is that you and Mark both believe you own your property. Unless you purchased it in a lodial title, true ownership, something that was only allowed in two states, Texas and Nevada, and the latter was abolished in 2005, the likely reality as seen by the organization known as the City of Keene is this. In 1753, New Hampshire Governor Benning Wentworth granted to the inhabitants the right to claim the land under the organization now known as the City of Keene. So, these people at the time, who had already been there, made use of the land and developed it apparently... and developed it, apparently chose to toss all their land into the community pot and have it administrated by this new organization, City of Keene Incorporated, and to be bound by its rules. Now, when Ian moves there in 2006, he thinks he's purchased property there, but is later astonished to discover the city wants him to pay some insanely expensive property taxes. Why is he obligated to pay taxes if he truly owns his property? Well, the answer is he doesn't really own it. When he purchased it, he got what was essentially a certificate of title, like you'd get with a car. The problem with a certificate is that it isn't the actual title. In the case of a car, the dealer sends the real title off to the state, who then makes on copy, who, who then makes on copy on microfiche and then destroys it. 
they then send off a certificate of title. That's like having a certificate for an Egg McMuffin. You don't actually have the Egg McMuffin yet. Just a piece I of, love Zeus. Just a piece of paper saying you can get one. Of course, since, they, since the state destroyed the original, you'll never get it. The same thing basically applies to Ian's property. The city has a lodial title. True ownership is granted in 1753. All they've done is employ the banks and the real estate agents to sell what amounts to a certificate of ownership, but not true ownership. Now, maybe it says deed or title on whatever documentation you got, but I doubt it, because if you truly owned it, then the city could not demand property taxes. So ultimately, when you're walking around on so-called public property, the public doesn't really own that in a lodial title. The now, city did, does. Just out of curiosity, when did whomever claims to own this property, uh, you know, the, the city of Keene, when did the city of Keene buy the property? How much did they buy it for? He says that... Haven't I been tricked when I buy my property and, you know, I mean, the, the understanding is I own it, right? Mm. Um, haven't I been tricked? Well, I, they, if, I, if all they I have the right to do certificate, it, and so you haven't been tricked. If all I have the right to do is pay you uh, on an annual basis, I haven't own. I don't own any property. All I've done is purchased a rental agreement, hmm. and that's a damn lie. And I think that um, you know, I, I think that they need to be clearer, more clear. It's it's completely unfair. It certainly was obscured in, in this. Yeah, it was obscured. Uh, if it if it's true, you know, I, what's I did not enter here? into this agreement in good faith. Yeah, it was not. You were not fully. Uh, you were not fully in uh, in possession of the facts. Right. Of they the lied agreement. to me. And also, you know what? I'd like to also add to this. Uh, certainly, it's a cliche. I don't know where it came from, but possession is nine tenths of the law. I'm here now, and I occupy this property. Come and get it. And the, the bank doesn't own this property. I do. So how the city of Keene could possibly claim to own my property, which I don't think they will. When I press them on this, I don't think they're going to claim to own my property. They're not going to make that claim. No, they're not going to make that claim. Right, that would be seen as absurd or ludicrous and, uh, in the eyes of, of the rest of the property owners in the city who also had the wool pulled over their eyes, who also believed that they own their property. I don't think they're going to want to find out that they don't actually own their property. So, And even if I did own an allodial title, which I can't, even if I did own that, I don't think that would stop the city of Keene from sending a property tax bill. More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. Tony in Arizona and your calls as well in the remaining moments. Free Talk Live is your show. You can take control of the airwaves even in these remaining moments. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on this site are for free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show, then become an amplifier. Join it for uh, the AMP program for 3 bucks a month. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in 3 bucks, and we take that money and reinvest it into the show. Get more radio stations on board with the program, thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. And we are reaching out to uh, the Internet audience at the same time with uh, the AMP dollars. So uh, just generally bringing people across this message with your three bucks. And you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, uh, chat room, where you can chat with some chaps, uh, and uh, more, including the AMP-only forum. Uh, get all the details at amp.freetalklive.com. Tony in Arizona, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Tony. It seems every time I get on a talk show, I try to inform people of what is really uh, happening and how long far back it started. Uh, but regard to the uh, property that you were discussing, uh, the Supreme Court of Arizona, and that's uh, 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 Maricopa County versus Trustees of Arizona, 
It, uh, it was a uh, Masonic lodge, and in that case, they described the how the property became taxable. It has to be in business, and they call it the situs of property in general for the purpose of taxation. It's the domicile of the owner and arises where the property has acquired a business situs within the state. And the, uh, the uh, trickery and deceit that gave you the uh, certificate of title rather than the uh, ownership of uh, Droid Droid, which is uh, a lodial title, was when the uh, person who subdivided the land sold it on credit. And when it was sold on credit, the person who sold it had to be guaranteed that it was to be paid for before full title was transferred to the new owner. Mark, did you okay. follow any of that? I well, I'm I'm getting the last part, which is the person who originally owned it, uh, you know, owned it outright, sold it to the person sort of on a uh, owner financing situation. Um, so so he entered, it would, then it entered into a commercial contract, and now the state under the Constitution has the right to control commerce. Uh, what if I own uh, my property interest. outright, though? I mean, at that at some point, then I have, um, you know, I mean, just because it was bought and sold once, I now own it. That it's it's not in commerce anymore. No, because you're buying it under time payment. No, I'm not. If you bought it with cash, then it should have been stated in the document. But very rarely do people do it. It's like when you were referring to the title not being yours. Yeah. When the certificate of origin is given to the dealer. He submits that. That is the real true title. And when when you sign the document buying the vehicle from him, it states on there that this vehicle will be used uh, primarily for private use but can be used in commerce. And that's how they get you under the transportation laws. So it's all sly of hand, you know, Nutshell. Uh, so does Mark's, Mark's claim that... So uh, I own my property outright and I own everything outright. No, you don't. Uh, you don't own any property because the... the uh, the, uh, the the way they set the thing up, uh, you can, if you look into your, your uh, uh, tax assessor's uh, code, it will say that your property is under type, title one, two, or three. Mm-hmm. And then when you look in there, it says uh, transportation, communications, uh, manufacturing. Even though they listed your property under two, they don't mes- mention about a private home. But because... They feel that you're going to rent the house and uh, you're going to use it in commerce, and they don't refer to it as your home. They refer to it as residential R1, R2, or something like that. Now they've got a right to tax that property. And technically, uh, under the well, uniform... Well, they don't have the right to do it because they're lying. They're, they're telling damned lies. And the fact is, you're right. if, they are if lying. I try to they're defend my property with a gun from, a, from these thugs... Bank- and the Internal Revenue Service is all lies. Yeah, if, if I try and, to defend my property Al- from these thugs with a gun, they're gonna they're gonna have the label um, the media label me as a as a loon, and uh, you know they're gonna come in, they're gonna kill me, they're gonna gas my family, and you know there's nothing I can do about it. These people are violent thugs, and they're using the uh, the, the, the the sort of the the machinations of law to make it look okay, and it's just not. Would yeah, you agree? True. Well, I, I what I was trying to bring out in 1937 at a meeting in Cleveland there was. A discussion about how they were going to control every American's movement by taxing their heartbeat. Well, <laughs> well that seems study, a little, little uh, impossible. How well, are they going to do that? Well, they tax the, the uh, Monsanto who sells the seeds of the farmer today, and they pay income tax to the IRS. 
They tax the one that uh, supplies the water to the farmer, and they tax the electric to run the pumps. So they add that onto the food, and they tax the truck that delivers it to the store to be processed in the food. Certainly and the levels they... of taxation never end. Tony, thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Quick update here. Uh, so far, they still have not been able to find the 16-year-old who allegedly made the phone call uh, that created or that set in motion the largest child protection case in U.S. history. Of course, they use the term child protection. It seems to me they've separated over 416 kids from their families, and it's a it's a true tragedy. But so far, it's now been about three weeks, and uh, still can't find that uh, alleged phone call maker. Very interesting. Mark, you've got something about nuclear power. Do we have time to get it in here? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to squeeze it in. All right. Um, it's been a topic on the show for the past couple of days. Yeah, the, uh, Gene, the Christian anarchist, called in and, and said that nuclear power was dirty, and uh, you know, there's there's been a lot of talk back and forth, and... Um, a friend of mine who uh, lives here in New Hampshire, Free State Project member, is was on. You know, he he used to be a Navy nuke. He was on the sub, slept 30 feet from a reactor, and he uh, sent me an article that uh, I think is pretty cool. It's by uh, Larry Niven, um, and what he should do, and and it it goes to show how the government caused the caused this problem in the first place. Mm-hmm. The problem of nuclear energy being dirty, it isn't necessarily. And uh, by Larry Niven, it happened around the time of World War One. The director of research for Standard Oil was told, there's all this goo left over when we refine oil. It's terrible stuff. It ruins the landscape and covering it with dirt only gets the dirt gooey. We've got to find something to do with it. So he created the plastics industry. He turned useless, offensive goo into wealth. He was not the first in history to do so. Consider oil itself. Useless, offensive goo that polluted land until it was needed to lubricate machinery Mm -hmm. and later fuel it. Consider some of the horrid substances that go into cosmetics, mud, organic goop of all kinds, from what I understand, whale vomit, and uh, stuff that comes up out of a uh, sick whale's head. There you go. Consider uh, sturgeon caviar. American fishermen are still throwing it away. And the Japanese consider cheese to be um, what was uh, started out to be, sour milk. Mm -hmm. So, you know... you know, cheese is sour milk as far as the Japanese are concerned, so somebody's figured out how to take waste products and turn them into products that we want. Now, present plans for disposal ex- uh, of expended nuclear fuel involve such strategies as diluting it and burying it, pouring it into old abandoned oil wells. The Soviets tell this that it ought to be safe. After all, the oil stayed in there for millions of years. We may question their sincerity. The depleted oil wells they use um, for this purpose are all in Poland. Um, <laughs> The uh, Purnell method, the no-nukes types tell us, that, uh, tell us that stretches of American desert have already been rendered useless for thousands of years because the thermonuclear bombs were tested there. Well, let's take them at the word. Cart the nuclear waste into that patch of cratered de- uh, desert and put several miles of fence around it and um, signs on the fence that says, if you cross this fence, you will die. Granted, there will be people willing to cross the fence. Think of it as an evolution in action. Average human intelligence goes, <laughs> goes up by a fraction of a percent. Um, so, I mean, you know, that's that's the idea is they blew up, uh, you know, the, the no-nukes types say that they, they blew bombs up out there. You can't use that land. Drop the radioactive wastes and canisters into the seabed folds where the continental plates are sliding under each other. The radioactives would uh, disappear back into the magma from which they came. Each of these solutions gets rid of the stuff, but at some expense and no profit. What the world needs now is another genius. We need a way to turn radioactive wastes into wealth, and I believe I know the way. 
hmm. directly, make coins out of it. Radioactive money has certain obvious advantages. A, well, a uh, healthy economy depends on money circulating fast. Make it, <laughs> make it radioactive, and it will certainly circulate. Verifying that the authenticity of, just kind of, kind of uh, yeah, tongue-in-cheek about how uh, money uh, um, is made by the government, they get to decide. But, you know, the fact is the government made it so that you can't, the reason that nuclear waste is dirty is because it's still giving off energy. But the government says you can't use that nuclear energy, uh, nuclear waste, as energy. They've, they've written a law. You so, know you can't do it. So you have this to dispose of it. Back, back in the time of, I'm sure that if we had just found oil, the government would say, you can't use that goopy, gooey stuff to make plastic. Ew, it's, it's dirty. It's unacceptable. Yeah. You've got to figure out something to do with it. And the fact is the government gets in the way of inventive, enterprising people all the time. So no one has been able to innovate with nuclear waste because of government regulation Don't you think the government would stop this? from selling sour milk that we now call cheese? That's brilliant, Mark. It Great is brilliant. Point. I am brilliant. No, I'm Larry, a super... No, Larry Niven. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Larry Niven. Credit, credit where credit is due. But Mike it, brought it to my attention. Yeah. It has been in here with you. And Mark. We will return tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. The Cynic says... I started losing my hair, and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The Believer says, I started using Avacor two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA-approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Evacor and receive Boost just for trying Evacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com.